I'm Luna. And I'm Scout. And you're listening to Munchy Ghouls. A podcast with stoners telling you stories about spooky, spooky shit. shit. Okay, we're good. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. You good? I was like, I borderline forgot what I was going to talk about for a second. Um, <laughs> I thought about one thing and then I was incorrect. So, today. Yes. I'm going to start. Luna's starting. Um, we're going to be talking about the Bell Witch Cave. Have you heard? I fucking love the Bell Witch that Cave. That took you... Also... That took you a second. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, like, my brain is registering a little bit too slow right now. <laughs> I need to, like, catch up for a second. I love the Ghost Adventures um, That's why I did that. it. Because I Because it seems like they have genuine reactions to shit. Yeah. I really love... Uh, that was one of my favorite episodes, actually, from any Ghost Adventures season, is um, Bell Witch Caves. I really enjoyed that investigation, especially because they knew about it before they... Before I watched the episode, yeah. so I knew a little about it because it's a pretty famous haunting. Um, yeah, I had seen the. I think there's a BuzzFeed Unsolved for it too. Yeah, the thing is, and a I lot of people don't categorize it as. Um, they categorize it as a folk tale rather than an actual legitimate haunting, hmm. because of how severe that it was. Uh, it almost seemed like it was made up and like a myth. Like it, it was. It was so fucking out of pocket that. <laughs> Yeah, like, because this can't be real. Because like, if it was, I'd I'd lose my fucking shit. Yeah, their their mind basically was like, I don't want to think this is a thing. So we're gonna make it a folklore, <laughs> <laughs> so that I can sleep at night. We're just gonna like tuck this in <laughs> under the rug and Forget leave it, it there. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the reason that was is because of the fact that um, the the witch or the ghost of the witch was so prominent that they could very distinctly have conversations with it mm. and so people are like nah like that's not a thing <laughs> so but it could be but yeah but they're like but it's fun to talk about so we can we can market and capitalize off of this let's make a couple movies um nasty so yeah let's talk about the bell witch um i'm glad that you know about it so that we can i love that bitch yeah let's, the bell uh, witch bitch can, you can bounce back and forth with it. I don't know how much you know, but um, I I'm sure I'll like start remembering it more as you like. It's talk a pretty straightforward it. story. Yeah. She got fucked. Yeah. That's it. This lady really did not like these people. No, that's the craziest thing is um, she was so persistent. She's like, y'all need to die. I'm not gonna tell you why. You don't need to know, but just letting you be aware. Yeah. You need to die. It sounds like it could be like the inspiration for the witch you know that movie yeah we the watched v- it the yeah i know okay i was just writing it anyway. i was telling the audience because i don't want people to think i'm just saying the witch you know <laughs> yeah the um the movie naked that was a good it's movie good it was a good um, movie. but yeah the like events in that are so kind of strange mm-hmm. just like everything about them is strange and that makes me like think of Bell the Bell witch. witch so yeah so, um, we're going to take it back, uh, take it back there, y'all. Um, Rewind. Yeah, uh, a couple, couple centuries, time. couple centuries, Help the 1800s, when everyone was named John, there's like six Johns, <laughs> the only three, oh, no. <laughs> they had three names, and it was John, Betsy, and maybe a David. And that's about what everyone got. There were yeah. some Marie's sprinkled in there. Oh, oh, you know Marie's they, probably that sassy little bitch. It's also you know? um, everyone's middle name at this point. Yeah. Sure. Everyone's middle name is fucking Marie. Anyway, um, 
on that note, so... Oh, so Marie's are actually basic. Yeah. At this point. Back then, maybe not, but... They just didn't know about the other letters of the alphabet, so yeah. we're like, I guess first, we'll just keep naming like people John. the first name they came about in the Bible. Not true. I know that, but it was like, they like opened a page up in the Bible and just like stuck their finger there, and they're like, everyone's going to be named John for the next <laughs> century. Uh, doesn't matter what's downstairs or who they are. My mother's name was John. My daughter's name's going to be John. And I'm John. So, I haven't even fucking started this because we're just making fun of 18th century names. Um, so, 18th century, uh, John Bell moved with his family from North Carolina. Oh, where? Yeah. Uh, to uh, Rottensburg County, Tennessee. Um, it was a community by the Red River. Um, and, it, I mean, at that time, there wasn't such thing as a large population, but, you know, small town. Yeah. <laughs> there was, like, six people alive, so... Small town life. <laughs> yeah, they, there was six people in the, like, in the entire town. It was just this family. So, uh, for a while, living there, it wasn't um, anything eventful, uh, like most stories start off. Um, and it was around 1817, a little while later, um, that John Bell was... Was this before or after, like, Roanoke? Yes. That's a good one, though. Yeah. A lot of people have learned about that, but I, like, have always been really genuinely interested in Roanoke. Me too. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So we should, um, we should do that. Anyway, uh, back to where we're <laughs> Anyway, um, so in 1817, um, while John was inspecting his cornfield, as you do. Oh. <laughs> I, <laughs> that just sounds like a, another term for jerking off. It's, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go inspect my cornfield, boys. Man, John's been inspecting his cornfield for a little while now. Gonna check the pastures, boy. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure all the cows are coming home nice and safe. Uh, no, you leave the cows out of this. Uh, anyway, masturbation. We're like 15 minutes in. Anyway, John was inspecting his cornfield. <laughs> and um, in it, uh, the first strange event that he found was a strange-looking animal that was the head of a, or the body of a dog and the head of a rabbit. Um, kind of cute. Yeah, that is kind of cute. Isn't kind of cute? If I had a fursona. But maybe. also, what if it just, like, had a, no neck, basically? Oh, it was just, like, like a Like, like a, a non, Like, anatomically correct, so it would look, like, really ugly. <laughs> yeah, so, head of the, body of the dog, head of a rabbit, um... Bell shot at it several times before it just vanished. Um, kind of like skinwalkers. They're just like, you know That's what? That's what I do, too. Yeah, they're like, you know what? I, uh, I don't know how to do this, so I'm gonna bounce. They, they literally, like, turn into that meme of the guy... <laughs> they, pe- they throw a piece sign up and then vanish. Away. Yeah. And then there's, um, just music in the background. Yeah. Just, like, iMovie I'm, I'm music. Yeah. Let it be known that <laughs> we just keep doing the piece sign. <laughs> <laughs> visual so um with that uh sparked a lot of um, the events that took place afterwards which included um knocking on the doors at night um people walk the sound of people walking around the house um the classic chains being drugged across the wow yeah so she was really just like pulling out all the tricks yeah (laughs) She, had she like, was like, I'm going to start out small, but then we're going to get to the big shit. She literally had a book that's like, How to Be a Ghost 101. Yeah. Like, being a ghost for dummies. And it was like, step one, chains. And then that's all. Rattle those boys. <laughs> Shake them around a bit. <laughs> so, 
there's that as the classic, and then um, children also had uh, the there was I think there was a family it was a family of five or six, um, but the children at night would hear what they thought was rats gnawing at their post board. Oh, I really don't like that. Yeah, like the as sound someone that's of personally rats actually experienced eating? that. Yeah. Horrifying. It's until a terrible noise no one, to hear. No one really knows the fear of living in a city until you think you're safe in a bunk bed and then mice learn how to rock wall climb up your fucking curtain and onto <laughs> your bed. Nothing oh my is god. Safe and nothing is sacred until you wake up <laughs> with fucking mouse shit in your goddamn bed. Philly will come for your throat. They, I. No Philly safe. rats don't give a shit about you or your bed. Philly rats will do a line of coke in front of you and then ask you if they're gonna you, you're gonna beat their ass about it. Like they they are the yeah. hardest fucking animals in the world. Pigeons are scared of them. Listen, like so I had this mice infestation. I'm getting off topic, but <laughs> I had this mice infestation, which was real and yes. probably scarier than just thinking you hear you know, mice gnawing at your post boards. I literally had mice climbing up the wall behind me because I had tapestry flags. That'd be kind of funny, though. No. I know it would, like, be terrifying in the moment, but, like... Do you know why it was scary? Because I thought I convinced myself, because for a while they were just in the walls. Yeah. So I thought they were in the wall. And then I turned my head, and there was a mice... God lied to you. Your ears lied. <laughs> to my 21 Pilots tapestry flag next to my head, and we locked eyes. I thought having a granola bar in the second layer of my bag, not like the first pocket, but the large pocket, would be safe. No. Nothing is fucking sacred. They chewed through not one, not two, but three layers of fabric <laughs> to get to that fucking granola bar. <laughs> The Nature Valley, like, crunch bars they that were that crummy as fuck, and I open up my bag in the morning. So not only did they get in and shit in my bag and eat <laughs> my food and slap my mom across the face, but they <laughs> fucking left it like that. They didn't even have the decency to clean up after themselves. You're just a bitch. The only mice that's okay it. is Flora's mouse Pinto. If you have a nice domestic mouse that Lovely. behaves themselves wipes its mouth after it eats and wipes its ass after it shits that's one thing but when you come into my home <laughs> the third month I'm living there <laughs> fuck in my washroom and shits on my sheets we're gonna have a problem and I'm going to murder you and I did I'm an animal rights activist I am pro animal 100% and I'll say that with my whole chest but I murdered mice. But when it's like different when stuff. In your fucking place that you live. Yeah, yeah, infesting your own house. Yeah. Oh, I one time I had a spider infestation. That's in my disgusting. Room. Um, Those bitches could die. It like. Fire. Yeah, it. They like hatched eggs in my sunroom, <gasps> and I like I saw it happen. A... I fucking like sprayed bug spray in just the general area. I didn't care about like the shit that I was spraying. I just wanted to make sure I was killing them. <laughs> I was trying to remember where I was, and then I remembered. Okay, so they started hearing and experiencing these sounds, and for a while it was just sounds. Um, and John Bell himself, the father, uh, didn't want anyone to know about this. Um, oh. 
which I never really get. I guess back then, um, it was maybe it would have been like you guys are like crazy and or, we have to kill you now. Or or it could have been at that time like oh you have Satan in your home and you're like not a not people of Christ. So he didn't tell anyone, and then it started getting worse, and he um, the family started experiencing physical um, alterations from the ghost. So. Uh, the person that got the most, um, damage done to them or torment done to them was John Bell himself and his youngest daughter, Betsy, um, which I'll Oh, not the daughter. Yeah. I would have cared a little less if it was a son, honestly. (laughs) The daughters really get you in the heart. They were all bastards back then. Yeah. Um, so, the, both of them were experiencing things like being pricked with pins and choked and... Literally described as beaten, like, getting their ass handed to them by this ghost. Because they would, like... Would they, like, just wake up bruised? No. Like, or would, they like, would, they, they generally just be, like, beaten up yes. live, like, real time? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> live. Live on stream. Um, it's described, um, I guess, in writing as them, their, their body looks, like, contorting. And, like, yeah. they're getting hit, but there's nothing there. Which is weird. Yeah. Not not into that. If I saw that happening at would, Philly, I'd would be not like, be, uh, like oh, pretty enjoyed really, with that. Really coming apart. Like imagine seeing someone do that now. You'd be like, nine one one, Zach Bagans, <laughs> have this situation. Get your crew down here. Something's going on. Zach, you gotta check this out. <laughs> Zach, it's do you see a little this crazy. <laughs> so that was when things getting physical, and uh, they decided to take it to. Uh, their neighbor, whose name isn't important, and I did at some point write it down, but does it really matter? Not really. So, oh, James Johnson. That's another name. John James Jacob Jingleheimer Smith. Wow, they really weren't kidding when they made that uh, fucking song, yeah. did they? <laughs> um, so he went to his neighbor, John, who they invited to stay over the night because I'm sure James was like, y'all play at me. And they're like, yes. They're like, <laughs> We're not playing you. So they stayed over the night with his wife, and they're like, you're not playing me. Because they, <laughs> they did experience um, the same things, and they're like, y'all really live like this? Like, y'all really be living like y'all, this? Y'all really live like this. Like, really. <laughs> yeah. So um, with that, he's like, we gotta tell other people about this. And John was like, no, 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 like, this is family matters. They're like, no, like, you guys would capitalize off of this. And they oh, literally... He's like, oh, yeah, like, let's turn this into a con, baby. Yeah, yeah, so James told the town, which is, you know, the other ten people that live there, and word spread, and people wow. actually started coming to experience the witch, and with that, and that amount of energy and things to feed off of, is when um, the witch started gaining a voice and being able to talk oh. to people. And I think being, there is, like, sort of a, gen, like, kind of a power that comes with like you speak people you speak things into knowing, existence yeah 100 so you by speaking things into existence you give them a purpose and you give them um the energy to be able to relate to that and to speak to that and so i think a lot of times even now when you talk about things um it's not so much to convince yourself or lie to yourself you're just you're giving, coming to terms with it in a in yeah, I think I think a lot of it happens like that's why kids a lot of times because they have that 
innocence and purity to them, they experience these things a little bit easier because they don't lie to themselves. And as we get older, we start to, we get it masked up by things like media and everything. Yeah. And so I think when people um, who are older recognize that something like this is happening, it pulls down those barriers that we built up since we were a kid. And then we start experiencing these things in real terms and in real life when we come to terms with them. That was some deep shit. For being stoned, I would like to that say... That was, like, good. Damn. Anyway. Ditto. <laughs> I, uh... It's kind of awesome. Very different, uh... Like, yeah, stages just, of I being did, stoned like, right like now. I MLA works-sided 12 uh, paragraph of double-spaced, and uh, Scout was like, yeah, same. Yeah, I, like, added my name to the PowerPoint that you did yourself for our, like... I presented it. Yeah. yeah. You signed the card that I gave to the teacher at the end. I was always that motherfucker that had to do all the project. Yeah. Yeah, I if was... If you, like, um, didn't do projects in high school, you can go fuck off, okay? Some of you didn't do group projects. inconsiderate of other people. Um, <laughs> yes. Some of y'all have never had to go up to a teacher after a presentation and been like, I did that entire hoe, because I was that person. I was such a exactly. bitch in high school. I literally... Because I'm a Virgo moon... And I'm controlling <laughs> as fuck. And when I want something done, I want something done my way. And if you don't do it my way, then rot. Um, That's like Libras, but a little low-key. Yeah. Um, Libras, I feel like, have a tendency to be um, confrontational, but they make sure other people do it for them. So they, like, plant seeds. Yeah. Um, they plant. Libras are kind of shady bitches. <laughs> like, Libras literally are like, listen, I want this thing to happen, but... So I'm gonna tell you this. this I didn't tell you this, okay? Libras are literally straight up. They just like plant seeds. I kind of respect it a lot because Libras are literally the person in the group project to be like, I'm not going to tell you this, but like, so you I like I like people to know. I I respect like having 100% transparency with people, and I think that should be upheld by others. I believe in shit talking if you're doing it evenly among everyone. Yeah. So don't just shit talk I, one I literally, like, give a disclaimer to people when I start, like, becoming friends with them. Like, yeah, like, I may, like, shit talk you one day, but that doesn't mean I, I like, hate you the I next. I think a lot of I get over expressing it frustrations. I don't hold grudges. Yeah, expressing frustrations with another friend about another friend doesn't necessarily make it you a bad thing. If you go... It's just a way of venting. Yeah, and everyone does it. I can... I do not believe a single human being on this earth that you do not gossip or shit talk I do not believe that you like to avoid drama. That's bullshit. Yeah, and that there's nobody on this planet bullshit. that like you cannot tell me you've never been isn't annoying at some point. Yeah. So literally, I'm annoying constantly. <laughs> I listen to these back and I'm like, damn, does that bitch ever shut the fuck up? Do you know how fucking hard it is to edit these podcast episodes? Because you have to listen to yourself. Yeah. Speak? Ooh, I I really am drinking some dumb bitch juice. <laughs> oh my god, we're on so many tangents this fucking episode. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god, cholesterol. Tell me about that witch. Oh my god, cholesterol. <laughs> She's gonna sue us. She has no copyright on that, but we're gonna get sued. Literally, all Scott and I try to do every episode is try to get sued. <laughs> we just want a lawsuit so that um, we have backup to We can put it on our resume for our podcast. Have been sued by this Have been people. sued by Everyone. this many people. So far, we've gotten Google. Um, whoever the fuck made the... Probably oh my Utah. God, cholesterol vine. Yeah. Ghost Adventures, Zach Bangans already has us on his shit list. Ooh, I bet Zach Bangans, like, has us blocked on Twitter or something. 
<laughs> like Owen's Hackman's Twitter and I ever see that I'm blocked, I will feel so honored. Like he, I, he not only he knows cared enough for me to like not be ever on his timeline again. <laughs> not only does he recognize me, but he recognizes me enough to not like me and <laughs> block me. He's like, not only do I not know who you are, but I don't like who you are. <laughs> He's like, blocked and reported. We're He's taking this a, up to the studio. Such a messy bitch. Oh my god. Anyways. So, um, so people start showing up to this gig. Oh. They get, they get up into that um haunted gig. Party's starting. Yeah. So, with that, the ghost is like, oh, y'all here? And she starts talking about she's going to kill John Bell, and Betsy can't marry this one man. There was a neighbor that lived down the street whose name was... Um, well, that's just not feminist. Yeah. Um, if you're was, a witch, you got to be a feminist. Oh, witch or communist, confirmed. Yeah. Um, Joshua Gardner, who lived down the street, who um, was a neighbor of Betsy and both families, the Gardner family and the Bell family, um, gave their best wishes for them to marry, or privilege, mm. or whatever the fuck that misogynistic, sexist bullshit yeah. works. You, I give you they permission to blessing. marry my daughter. Yeah, blessing, whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that happened, and then Witch did not like that. She was like, you will not marry that man, um, because I don't want you to. And Betsy was she's like... She's literally, like, acting like her mom. Yeah, she's like, like that boy's um, no good for you. Yeah. That guy is a fuckboy, and I am not letting you get stuck with him. I do not approve. <laughs> so she literally um, tried would try to sneak away from the Bell Farm. Um, mm. uh, but the thing about this witch is that there's been sightings of her at the same time in two different places. So she's oh. powerful. She's yeah. got connections. She's she's got money. She's able she's to multitask. Got, yeah, yeah. She can Basically. be in multiple places at once because she's that bitch, and she can multitask. And we love her. We stand. That's crazy. Yeah, I have to take up. <laughs> there it is. Okay, <laughs> with that. Um. So when she tries to sneak away with Joshua, um, Joshy. <laughs> I would never call that. <laughs> That's not his name. That's not what the Bible wrote. <laughs> Jesus told us to could call you, each other. Imagine if every, every single Bible name was ended with an E-Y. Instead of Elijah, it's like, Elijah-E. Or Josh-E. Jesus-E. Evie. Adam-E. Jesus, please don't do that. We don't need a part two of the Bible. Um, so, I've been trying to say that this for so long. I'm like Mormons. so over the place. I don't know what to my sister um, I just can't stay on track. So they try to sneak away, and of course the witch is not having it, and she's like, where the fuck do you think y'all are going? And so there have been times where they try to get away, and I don't know, probably fuck or read poems together, whatever you do back in the 1800s. That'd be kind of nice, if they were good poems, and if they were bad poems, because then you can make I fun of them together. I love poetry. Roses are red, violets are blue, when is the kid me? That took me by surprise. (laughs) Um, Split it open. (laughs) So, um, obviously the witch wasn't having it, and so uh, in 1821, um, on Easter Monday, so they picked the day of God to do the shit. (laughs) They were like, you know what? Maybe she's right. The day of God. (laughs) They were like, maybe she's right, and they broke off their engagement, which is a big deal back then, because, you know, once you stick it in, like, that's yours. Yeah, you know well, I mean? and also, like, 
divorce was really looked down upon. Well, it wasn't divorce. They it, just broke yeah, up the engagement. But it was, like, scandalous it enough to be, enough. like, a divorce, yeah. you know? Um, so, uh, the witch at that point at least backed off, uh, Betsy because, um, the reason she came had succeeded, um, bitch wasn't gonna marry Yeah. him, so she was like, was like tight. Yeah, All she right. was like, great. I um, mean, at, at least, like, that's kind of reasonable. Yeah, at least she was like, like, I'm not gonna keep it going, we had yeah. a contract, you signed we had it. A, we had a deal. <laughs> So, so I'm just keeping my end of it. He signs up and we're disappearing. <laughs> she was like, "Okay, I'm out. I'm gonna go harass your dad now." And so that was the second reason she came is to um, kill John Bell because she she did say it's never recorded, but she did tell the people. Um, the people. She was like, "I'm gonna kill this guy," and he was like, "Why?" And she's like, "There's a reason." And he was like, "What's the reason?" And she's like, mm. "It was never figured out." She just said that there was a reason to kill John Bell. Oh. So maybe he did something in his past life, and maybe his past soul life. Maybe it was something that he was going to have to do in time, like in the future. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. The witch is actually just a fucking uh, time traveler. Uh, well, that's funny you say that, because there are, she does come to, after, spoiler alert, John Bell dies. She kills the bitch. Anyway, um, fast She forward. does what she... She uh, came and did what she had to do. Yeah. So, uh, fast forward, it's funny you say she's a time traveler, because she tells John Bell Jr., again, another John, <laughs> they just keep recycling the name, they, like, pop another kid out for, like, the they're 17th like, hey, time that week, and they're like, I mean, fuck, what are we The name him? John hasn't grown tired yet, so might as well name him John yeah, again. Yeah, They're like, well, the dog's name's already Johnny. They just really like saying John. Yeah. John. So, John Bell Jr., um, the witch, after killing um, John Bell, the first one, mm-hmm. her dad, um, disappears for seven years and then comes back to John Bell Jr. and she's like, here's your future, and like tells him his future. Okay, well, she's a time traveler. Yeah, like maybe John, she like killed John Bell because he was gonna like turn into Dude, that's 18th crazy. century fucking genocide. Or, well, I mean, that was already happening then, so besides the point. Anyway, um, I'm not used to that. Um, so yeah, but, um, I know that that story was a lot of me talking bullshit, and, um, a lot of Wait, did you, didn't you talk about how I died? Yeah, 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 let's, let's talk about that. I guess that's important, that's part of something. Um, she poisoned him. Um. That's, like, my favorite part, I think it's the freakiest. Yeah, she poisoned him, which was so weird, because that's when something physical came into play, and they opened up the cover the next day and found poison. And that's, like, a very human way of murdering. Yeah. It's not like, like, oh, like the ghost is like sucking the soul out of his body. She's like, nah, she just got some poison. Nah, like, I'm doing this cyanide way. John Bell Jr., this dumb bitch, gave some of it to the cat to see Uh, what it was, and the cat died. No! There had to be an animal death. I'm sorry. There had to at least be one of them. I mean, yeah. If a cat doesn't die, it doesn't area. The ghost of uh, Bell Witch is still said to be on the farm. You can go visit it. Um, I could give you their hours if anyone's around. Um, but the, it is in Tennessee, and they, um, they're they open weekdays, and it's actually, you're not allowed to get into the cave, of uh, the Bell Witch cave on their farm, um, unless you're above the age of four. And, oh. Um, well, yeah, that's like a liability, probably. Yeah, and... Um, you have to be uh, give permission if you're under eighteen by parental supervision to get into the cave. That's cool. Yeah, well, 
I can do whatever I, I fucking want now. Yeah, because so. you're an adult. It's terrible. <laughs> Spoiler alert, again, um, being an adult fucking sucks. We're not even adults. I'm not even 20 years old. I don't know how to do my own taxes. And I'm like, being an adult sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I have to, like, buy groceries and, like, feed myself and, like, Okay, but body. those things are really hard when you have a mental illness, you know? Like... Yeah. Even sometimes, like getting out of bed is like the biggest feat of the day. But then you do it, and it's all okay. Yeah. Sometimes. And that's progress. Yeah. So that was the inspirational part of. Yeah. The story okay. today. It's my turn. It's my turn to tell the story. You walk into my kitchen. We have my meetings, <laughs> and all my guys. Yeah. <laughs> We'll only be in indie singers for the rest of the episode. I think if I was to get a tattoo with, like, words on it, it would be that. But, like, spelled phonetically. So. Oh, God. Obviously. Please, please, across your ass. Like, as a trans stamp. That would be beautiful. And then you can have a banana on one cheek and an avocado on the other. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It's Yeti time. Oh, no. Ew. <laughs> oh, oh, no. no. <laughs> it turned British. Yetis have a tendency to do that to me. Wait. <laughs> you, like, opened something in your subconscious. My past That was life, like a, yeah, past my, life leaping out. I literally was some British dude from the 1700s that saw a Yeti. Looking he was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Okay. So, in <laughs> the folklore of Nepal, the Yeti, or the abominable snowman, is a tall ape uh, man, ape-like man, that is said to inhabit the Himalayan and Siberian regions of East Asia. Uh, the names that are used most commonly by the people who are like indigenous to the area are just Yeti and then Mete. Yeah. Okay. Hopefully that's right. Because I can't... I don't know languages. <laughs> uh, it's widely believed that in Bhutan, so some uh, country of East Asia, I'm guessing. It's uh, one of them. That the Yeti walks backwards with uh, to fool trackers. Yeah. Ew, 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 ew. I just recognize that image in my mind. I don't fuck with Yeah, that. so like a really a really large animal just walking backwards all the time. Bad. Do uh, <laughs> not like. So it means that the heel of the Yeti's foot is like at the front. Yeah. So literally you can't like see its the feet are backwards. Face, but believe me it's there. <laughs> Um, Loud and clear, I am disgusted. So, um, this kind of explains why, like, the Yeti kind of explains why most traditional Bhutanese homes have, like, kind of small doorways. This is, uh, the person who wrote about what I'm saying is, uh, Kunzang Choden, and I think they're, like, an anthropologist. Ah. Uh, so, the Yeti explains why most homes have small doorways so that um, in her book, Bhutanese Tales of the Yeti, she describes how she how the raised threshold and lowered in lintel force anyone who enters to lift their leg and bend their head. 
Oh, which means so that it's like a literal hole in their the front of their yeah. So it hole. means that because so um, aren't smart enough to do that. It means that it literally wouldn't be able to get inside of the house. Ew. Yeah. So I like they're that afraid of what the whatever this is. Oh my god. Yeah. They need architecture for this bitch. Um, and it's also known to be called the Megoy. Hmm. Uh, and it's known to be. Have you ever seen be... a yeti crab? A what? A yeti crab? No. It's a crab that's at the bottom of the ocean, and it's yellow, and it's fuzzy. I'll have to look at that later. Yeah. That sounds awesome. Uh, it's known to be a really large biped, sometimes as big as one and a half yaks. I like that measurement. Uh, or occasionally Do you know what else is as big as two yaks. Big as two yaks? Don't. My love for you. <laughs> On the day of my daughter's <laughs> On the day of my hamster's keeps <laughs> You come into my home. On the day of my cat's bachelorette party. <laughs> She's getting married tomorrow. <laughs> yes. Speaking of cats, Yams was sitting in a box for like an hour straight and um, she I was would just die for enjoying her. it. Uh, okay, so more of the description. It's covered in hair that ranges from reddish brown to gray black. Oh, I thought they were white. Yeah, which I thought was also, like, an interesting thing. Why did I think that? I think that was just because... that... that Rudolph? Was there a Yeti in Rudolph? Yeah. Um, Great. But it... I think it just turned into white because, like, Western people associate it, like, oh, whatever snow. the creature was with snow, you oh. know? Yeah. So it's white people's fault. Yeah, probably. That's what uh, uh, So its limbs are ape-like and its face is generally hairless. The females have breasts that sag, so they got titties. They, that means that somebody's seen a yeti with titties. And described it. Yeah. They're like, it's got, it's, it's furry. It's got swinging titties. It's, it's titties slapping And everything else face. is hair. Yeah. <laughs> Might have just been my mother, I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, there's always a chance. Uh, you know they have to stay warm out in Siberia? Oh, yeah. I wouldn't shave either. Uh, they are usually encountered alone or as couples, but rarely in groups. Couples. Uh, yeah. And we're told that they communicate with each other by whistling, and they exude an exceedingly foul odor. So they, they, they like, mad stinky. Ew. Yeah. They probably don't shower. Big stink. Um. Nasty asses. I'd assume so. Uh, so on occasions, they have thought... They have been known to grin menacingly and make strange noises, which is actually um, a type of primate behavior. Yeah. With, with like intimidation, is like baring your teeth is like a sign of aggression mm-hmm. and sort of like challenge. See, the thing about I always knew yetis from. Actually, I didn't really know yetis. I know what they look like, but I didn't know, even know where they were located. I thought it was a westernized thing. My fault for believing a white man. Um, <laughs> Yeah, our our westernized version of the Yeti is basically Bigfoot. Yeah. It's, like, same kind of, like, description and, um, like, like, just general mythology, but different places. Mm, Okay. Uh, so they're also, um, able to mimic noises, so they might be able to mimic somebody's, uh, voice that you know. Uh, this aspect of their character has given rise to many tales and legends. It's generally agreed that encountering them is a bad omen. Ew. 
which leads to misfortune and even death in some cases. So that would really suck uh, to come across the Yeti because you'd be like, well, either this thing is going to kill me right now. Guess I'll die. Or I'm going to die later. (laughs) Might as well die now. Uh, The scientific community has generally regarded the Yeti as a legend, given the lack of evidence of its existence. Uh, In one genetic study, researchers matched DNA from hair samples found in the Himalaya with a prehistoric bear from the Pleistocene. I thought you were about to say placenta. Uh, Those bitches are not from a placenta. I think I put that quote in the wrong place. (laughs) Because it's, like, way ahead of what I'm about to talk about. Anyways. Just edit it. Yeah. Um, uh, future Scout, sober, edit this part. You got this. <laughs> uh, so, I'm going to do, like, a... I, I want to do a little timeline of um, all the expeditions that were tried to carry, carry out to, like find the yeti and see if it exists because people around the world were so like just generally interested in it Mm -hmm. um so in the pre-19th century uh the yeti was part of the pre-buddhist beliefs of several himalayan people apparently the lepcha worshipped a glacier being as a god of the hunt uh he also reported that uh anthropologists also reported that followers of the bone Boon region once believed the blood of the yeah I don't know what that word is uh whatever I'm just gonna say the blood of the yeti or wild man uh had use in certain mystical ceremonies so uh they would like kill it and use it um... for their religion Mm. uh the being was depicted as an ape-like creatures who carries a large stone as a weapon and makes a whistling swoosh sound. So there are a lot of different accounts of this from, like, several different groups in, uh, in, like, the Himalayan About the population, rock. you know? Huh? He uses a rock? Yeah, like... I thought he was like, just Like, they strong. have, like, different stories collected from people. So, like, nobody ever claims to... Nobody really, like, has seen one in a long time. Yeah. But they have these descriptions from, like, like way back way in back interest, ancestry. Mm-hmm. Like, so they've heard about it for a long time. Um, so they, like, and they, like, generally think it's, like, real. Uh, so, yeah. Terrifying. Uh, the, yeah, they do carry stones. So they'd be able to use tools, probably. In the 19th century, uh... In 1832, to be exact, uh, James Princeps' Journal of the Asiatic Society of Bengal uh, was published, and Trekker B.H. Hodgkin's account of his experiences in northern Nepal uh, and his... They described that local guides spotted a tall bipedal creature creature covered with long dark hair which seemed to flee in fear which is like that's just a description of me and you see a chunky man with long hair yeah just kind of dip but they like wrote it off as an orangutan Mm -hmm. uh which i i think orangutans do live in 
uh, depends. I don't know if family it's a... is. I don't know how far up they live though. Yeah, I don't. I'm not well enough on um, being intelligent. Geography. Uh, who is she? <laughs> Literally, ecology, biology, geography, anthropology. I just know a lot of facts about animals. I'm just a dumb bitch. <laughs> I don't know where orangutans live. This is why I like this so much because it's like. Um, I get to learn. It's anthropology, and it's uh, it has to do with like biology as yeah. well. So, it's neat. <laughs> so, have these things hurt people, or are they just? Um, I, I mean, I would assume that, like, if they if they've used stones as a like, weapon, I someone, then I wonder if someone's died from them. But if they're dead, they can't really tell anyone. Yeah. I'm, I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, an early record of report, reported footprints appeared in 1899 in Lawrence Waddle's Among the Himalayas. Uh, Waddle reported his guide's description of a large ape-like creature that left the prints, which Waddle thought were made by a bear. Uh, Waddle... I, I hope I'm not saying Waddle and it's supposed to be, like, Waddell. <laughs> Because waddle, I'm gonna say waddle anyways because I like it better. Waddle, it's funny. Uh, waddle heard stories of a bipedal ape-like creature, uh, but wrote that none, however, of the many Tibetans I have interrogated on this subject could ever give me an authentic case. On the most superficial investigation, it was always resolved to something that somebody heard tell of. So it's a lot of like just passing it along. She said, she said type of shit? It's like telephone. Um, Did you hear that I heard that someone else heard that my cousin said that my best friend's yeah. mother, grandmother's Which, son said that he saw that he said yeti? That's like the issue with um, only like orally um, taught history is because That's the it, issue with oral. That's the issue with oral. <laughs> Period. That's the issue with oral. That's, yep. Yep. Uh, I forgot what we were talking about. Oral. I know we said that. Yeah. <laughs> um, the issue with um people passing shit down the lane. Oh, it's yeah. gonna be wrong sometimes. Yeah, but there's always like some sort of truth to it. So. Yeah, if someone said it must be true someone somewhere i mean if people were so scared that they like built their houses a different way to prevent shit from happening yeah then there's a little bit of truth to that yeah um okay so in the 20th century um there were the frequency of reports of yetis increased a lot um and that's when Westerners began making determined attempts to scale the many mountains in the area, and they would occasionally report seeing uh, odd creatures or strange tracks. So, uh, basically, like, people were just feeding into the whole idea of it. Mm. They were like, well, we gotta go here because it's so exotic, and there's supposed to be this, like, mythal, mythical creature, you know? Let's capitalize off of it. Yeah. Um, they, like, fed into their own cons, basically. Yeah. The Western interest in the Yeti peaked dramatically in the 1950s, 
uh, while attempting to scale Mount Everest in 1951, Eric, t- Eric Shipton took photographs of a number of large prints in the snow at about 6,000 meters or 20,000 feet above the sea level. So these photos have been subject to like really intense scrutiny and debate, and some argue that they're the best evidence of the Yeti's existence. Oh, shit. Uh, but Did others contend that the prints are those of a mundane creature that have been distorted by the melting snow. So I have a picture of the print. <gasps> and he has his, like, ice pick next to it for scale, and it's pretty big. Like, those ice picks are really large. Yeah. So. Whoa. Okay, so let me describe this, since I described the photo the last time, and I did a really good job. Um, y'all know what mans with big feet mean, right? So this is supposed to be like dick. a like a thumb. It? He has a big dick. Luna. <laughs> I see that. <laughs> Do you get it? Yes. You know what they say about men with big feet? Big heart. <laughs> <laughs> the Yeti out here just trying to love. Um, he really is. No, but uh, this looks like a weird footprint because of how wide it is. It it's, looks, like, short and stubby. It looks of. like someone was walking um, on their hands, but they had their, like, uh, middle finger and their uh, ring finger held together. Yeah. The toes also, I don't know if it's because of the snow, but it looks... Also, I don't like how fresh those look. Like, yeah. there's barely snow on top of that. It's, um, bad. Yeah, that looks like it was just there. Yeah, so it's iced over a little bit, which means that it had been there probably like an hour or two or something. Because yeah. uh, prints don't really stay long that high up. No, because it's um, fucking windy as hell up there. Yeah. Over. Okay, so there was a Daily Mail snowman expedition in 1954, um, it but it's out. Daily Mail, so it's kind of hard to be reputable because it's Daily Mail. Uh, what do you have against Daily Mail? They like, they like. No, trust me, I know. What don't you have to be against mm, Daily Mail for? Anti Daily Mail. Uh, the mountaineering leader John Angelo Jackson made the first trek from. We got another John. Yeah. Uh, from Everest to Kanjunga. Kanjunga. I think that's closer. Uh, <laughs> It's probably not right, uh, which he photographed. Uh, so he photographed symbolic paintings of the Yeti at Tongbochi Gompa. I really hope I'm saying them right. Uh, Jackson tracked and photographed many footprints in the snow, most of which were identifiable. Uh, however, there were many large footprints which could not be identified. These flattened footprint-like indentations were attributed to erosion and subsequent widening of the original foot footprint by wind and particles. So they go out and just to look for like tracks and shit, yeah. like any sign of animal life, and then they record that, and then later on they see it, like if they can dispute it or not. Well, and they also kept they're like this is a yeti track, and we're like nah nah, it's like it's just a it's, it's a regular this, this, track. This. Yeah. But it got fucked up by the snow. Yeah. Which doesn't make any sense, because they could have said the same thing about the other animal tracks. But here's the thing. Um, 
Daily Mail also claimed in 1954 that they had a Yeti scalp specimen found in Pengbosh, found in a Pengbosh monastery. Uh, scientists were unable to pinpoint exactly the animal from uh, what the hair, where the hairs were taken, but they were convinced that the hairs weren't from a scalp and not of a bear or anthropoid ape. So the hairs were not from a scalp, an ape, or a head. Or a bear. Or a bear. That was the third one. Can I see his photo? He <laughs> said scalp and then head. Die. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I have a photo of it. He suggested that the hairs were from the shoulder of a coarse-haired hoofed animal. But that's... Uh, mm. They kept it in a box, which is the worst... Uh, with love, a lock on it, which is the worst way to keep things. I love the corner of this photo. Yeah, I think it it's like a shrine, kind of. Or a, <laughs> what? Why would you just give money I mean, to a shrine? Because it, it's part of their like religion, no, 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 too, no, no. right? I, it's I like know. the god of hunt or whatever. I know. But why would giving, what would giving money do? It's just nice. <laughs> like, do you ever go up to a shrine maybe of Jesus wants, and there's like a hundred bill there? You're maybe like, hey, GG. He wants to <laughs> get a little treat for himself, okay? <laughs> Slides a 20 across the table. Don't spend it on one place. <laughs> to the scalp of hair in a box. <laughs> Sorry, I don't want to be offensive, but, like, don't get... Why are you giving money to a shrine? It's not, it's not even it's a not scalp. It's the churches. It's not what they tell people. If you give us money... Well, I don't think the church takes it. They leave it there. No, our church. Christian church. Oh, well, obviously. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. I've read They're all bastards. Giving money makes you a good person. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Slalomir Rawakiz. Ra- Holy shit. All the names in this. Wow. Uh, mm, you, wanna, you wanna see if I can try? Oh, it has a slash through the L. That's not even fair. How do I pronounce that? Slalomir Rawakiz. Slalomir Rawakiz. Oh, God. Slalomir Rawakiz. So he claimed in his book, The Long Walk, uh, published in 1956 that he and some others were crossing the Himalayas in the winter of 1940, and their path path was blocked for hours by two bipedal animals that were doing seamlessly nothing but shuffling around in the snow. That just sounds like us hanging out. (laughs) Can y'all please get out of the way? No! Like, we're just (laughs) standing there. These dumb Guys. motherfuckers are just shuffling around in the snow They're for like, no reason. We don't have to be here, but we're gonna be petty. And I we're wrote, not gonna move. I too spent hours shuffling around in the snow. That's incredible. They were just being like Naked an inconvenience and full of on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Can you guys please get out of the way? No. no. <laughs> uh in the beginning of nineteen fifty seven, uh an American, wow, uh, Tom Slick, funded, which by the way, that is a uh, tremendously stupid name, Tom Slick. Slick. Uh, <laughs> he didn't even pick it. He just <laughs> fuck him. <laughs> fuck him. Uh, so he funded a few missions to investigate Yeti reports. So he's rich. Mm. And he's like, I'm interested in this. Honestly, Go out I, there. if I was rich... I'd, I I would contribute to finding out if conspiracies were real or not. Yeah. Like, like, what money can I give to who to figure out 
if skinwalkers are a thing. Exactly. I would totally do that. Uh, also, in, okay, I'll share one story. <laughs> in 1959, supposed Yeti feces were collected by one of Slick's expeditions. What What makes them Yeti feces? Who knows? I think they just saw poop and brought it back with them. They're, they're like, like Look, oh my god, it's shit, they, amazing. They literally saw a large piece of shit and they're like, no animal could have done that surely it must have been a beast uh, fecal analysis found a parasite which could not be classified uh, which is like just weird they're like i don't know what it is like we don't know what kind of shit this is but there's a parasite in it but we don't know what that is oh, whoever either. it came out of is okay yeah so imagine spending millions or thousands or however much it was to fund this exhibition and all they come back with is a piece of poo yeah i'd be so pissed so i'd be dumb. like y'all couldn't even got anything <laughs> y'all brought me back actual shit <laughs> in my home okay but the united states government thought that finding the yeti was like so likely that they had to create three rules for the american expeditions that were searching for it so they like wanted to be diplomatic about it they were like we can't fuck this up please um, That's what America yeah. gives shit about. So they were like... Uh, Everything th- happening in so, the 1950s, and they're like, we need to make a law about yetis. Yeah, so there's three rules. Um, obtain a Nepalese permit. Uh, don't harm the yeti, except in self-defense. And let the Nepalese... 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 Holy shit. Uh, Nepalese government uh, approve any news reporting on the animal's discovery. But then, in 1959, actor James Stewart, while visiting India, reportedly smuggled the so-called Pengboche hand uh, while concealing it in his luggage when he flew from India to London. And the Pengboche hand is an artifact from a Buddhist monastery um, in Pengboche, Nepal. Supporters claim that the hand is from a yeti, like it's legitimately just like a hand. but a finger bone from the hand was tested, and the DNA was shown to be human. That's not his. Put yeah. it back. Leave her alone. Put it back, sir. <laughs> sir, this is a Wendy's. Love how Americans completely disregard their own rules, like, immediately. They were like, hey, and don't also, do these three things. And they're like, who, okay. Whose fucking hand was that? Whose hand was that? Don't worry about it. I'm worrying a lot about it. I'm worrying so much about it. <laughs> it's not a big deal. But who? Someone just asked if they. Where the fuck did it come from? Someone, how did how did it get there? Someone just needed a hand. You can't do this to me. There was a hand that was taken by a so white man. These are just man. like bullshit, and I don't know why I left them in here. Well, then just take them out. Look, you have oh, all here's these pages. here's like the real sh- real shit going on. Okay. Okay, and we're back. Uh. So, in 1983, Himalayan conservationalist Daniel C. Taylor and the Himalayan natural historian Robert L. Fleming Jr. uh, led a Yeti expedition into Nepal's Barun Valley. The Taylor-Fleming expedition also discovered similar Yeti-like footprints, intriguing large nests and trees, and vivid reports from local villagers of two bears... Uh, Riku Balu, or tree bear, described as a small reclusive and described as small and reclusive, and weighing about 
150 pounds, and a weebaloo, or ground bear, described as aggressive and weighing up to 400 pounds. Ooh, big chomper. Yeah, big fucking boys. Uh, further interviews across Nepal gave evidence of local belief in two different bears. So, this is where the whole bear shit comes into play. They're like, alright, so, like, we got all this Yeti stuff here, but we also got these, like, weird claims of bears. Like, why? Um, uh, is it bears? Is it a Yeti? Uh, an examination of collected skulls, so they, like, collected various skulls of what they thought were these animals. Um, it showed no morphological difference between a tree bear and a ground bear, but they were able to identif- identify them from from being a single species, the Asiatic black bear. So it's a bear. It's just a fucking chonker. Bears really scare the shit out of people. Yeah. Since the 1800s. And I mean, bears can like stand on their hind legs for like a while. Yeah, but bears' footprints don't look like that. Ah, we'll get to that. Uh, yeah. In early December 2007, an American television presenter, Joshua Gates and his team, Destination Truth. Oh my god. <laughs> Is that a Discovery Channel? Uh, I, I hope to god it was. It honestly could have been an Animal Planet one as mm. well, because they do a lot of Bigfoot shit now, too. Uh, like I said. Yeah. If it scares people, capitalize off of it. Exactly. I never said that. I said it now, though. So he and his team reported finding a series of footprints in the Everest region of Nepal resembling descriptions of Yeti. Each of the footprints measured 33 centimeters, or 13 inches. Thank you, I'm stupid. Yeah. Uh, Leave it to America to be the only one not included on how to use a metric system. Exactly. Uh, so about 13 inches in length with five toes, five toesies, uh, that measured a total of 25 centimeters, or 9.8 inches across. So mm. big. Uh, casts were made for... You know for what they say about bears? Just big feet. Big feet. But, uh, yes, (laughs) casts were made of the prints for further research, uh, and they were examined by Jeffrey Meldrum of Idaho State University, who believed them to be too morphologically accurate to be fake or man-made, um, before changing his mind after making further investigations. He's like, no, 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 just kidding. But, like, why did he change his mind? Someone paid him. I think so, too. I think someone, like, I'm got up in his business and was like, you can't let this out, you know? Yeah. Like, that's kind of fishy. Was the president at the time? I feel like there's a lot of things at play when, yeah, with Yeah, some right government now. official came knocking on his door. He's like, A you little bit of true crime with that hand, you know? Yeah. We get all, we touch all bases with this story. Yeah. We're going all the way to third base with this story. We know what they say about guys with big feet. Big hearts. <laughs> and butts. I really just want everyone to know that the Yeti has a big dick. That's the only thing I want. That's the only takeaway that anyone can take from here. I'm sure there's a variety. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I hope the girls get their choice. And the guys, they're going to get Yeti love. Yeah. That's why people actually can't know about the Yetis. Cause, um... The Yetis are for the gays. Uh, <laughs> later in, ni- in 2009, 
Uh, Gates made another investigation during which he discovered hair samples. A forensic analyst concluded that the hair contained an unknown DNA sequence. (gasps) Yeah. Uh, On the 25th of July, 2008, the BBC reported that hairs collected on the in the remote Garo Hills area of northeast India by Dipu Marak had been analyzed at Oxford Brookes University in the UK by primatologist Anna Nakaris and microscopy expert John Wells. John, but J-O-N. Didn't we do a story on someone named John Wells? I literally don't remember what we talked about. John Bell. That's yeah. what you're thinking of. Oh, I They're watched... They're just really close. I watched... Yes? A documentary mm-hmm. called Evil Genius, the guy that died was named oh, yeah. John Wells. Oh, wow, freaky. Yeah, I don't... I can't separate days to days. Um, all memories fade yeah. together. <laughs> names morph into one, and I don't know who I am. Uh, so this guy, yeah. not related to anyone else that has been murdered prior to this. So, continue. Yes. Uh, these initial tests were inconclusive. Uh, and a conservation expert, Ian Redmond, told the BBC that there was similarity between the cuticle pattern of these hairs and specimens collected by Edmund Hillary. <laughs> uh, all these names. Wow. Uh, during Himalayan expeditions in the 1950s and announced a planned DNA analysis. This analysis has since revealed that the hair came from a Himalayan goral, which is basically a wild goat. They're like, wow, something that might actually like be a yeti. Let's do it. And then it's a fucking goat. Yeah. Like, we finally have the evidence to present to the world that yetis are a real thing, and we've discovered a new species, and a goat, it just, like, pans to a goat in a mountains, just, like, eating straw. Yeah. Exactly. And, like, zooming in. They're really like, cute, though. I looked them up. Yeah. I don't have a picture of them, but That's uh, a sin. they are cute. Uh, so, there have also been other claims in the past few years, but they've all been confirmed to be, like, just straight-up hoaxes. So... What's the, what's the, what's the tea with this Yeti? Okay, so real here are possible explanations. Uh, so the misidentification of Himalayan wildlife has been proposed as an explanation for some of the Yeti sightings, including the Chute, a Langur monkey living at lower altitudes, the Tibetan blue bear, or the Himalayan brown bear, um, also known as the Himalayan red bear. So this bear is just all of the colors of the rainbow. Uh, a lot of supposed encounters with yetis were later confirmed to be county encounters with the brown bear and the Asiatic black bear. So People you know how I know said before was. they were talking about, like, uh, they were just describing, like, what a yeti looked like? Yeah. And it was basically like, oh, well, it could be, like, reddish, and it could be brownish, and it could be black. Yeah. So that's like literally all of the colors of the bears that they have in the Himalayas. Yeah. No one who lived there knew what a bear was. Is is what they're saying. What the fuck is that giant creature? (laughs) With hair and a paws and 
And it's standing. Oh my god. <laughs> it's gonna arm us. It's a bear. Oh god. They've got their AirPods <laughs> in. Oh god. Oh, and this is a picture of the Himalayan bear. Oh my god. They're so cute, right? Oh my god, right? they're so fuzzy. They like, they like they look like, like teddy a, bears. Oh my god. Who could ever be scared of that boy? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that it's terrifying when you're like tiny little person in the snow and that thing's like running at you no it's okay <laughs> but he's also he's eating grass <laughs> i like him so this bear literally looks like a stuffed animal yeah like his right. hair is it looks like a rug i want to pet him so cute i've never seen hair that long on a bear before <laughs> he must be so warm oh he's doing such a good have job have you seen horses with uh their hair like grown out no like uh, people like have to shave their horses and keep them short because it'll just grow. I don't know anything about horse care. Do not bring your horse girl facts into Listen. this fucking home. I don't care if you're from North Carolina. Get your hillbilly. Everybody in North Carolina is allowed to have a horse girl or a horse boy phase at some point. It's valid. Is this white people culture? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Uh, in 1983, the Barun Valley discoveries prompted three years of research for on the tree bear, which I was talking about earlier, um, and they were like researching the possibility of that. Uh, by Taylor Fleming and John Craighead. Crackhead. Craighead. John Crackhead. <laughs> John Crackhead. I really take his research seriously. Uh. So, in recent discovery by John Crackhead, there's a Yeti question mark? Tune in to find more. I'm like, oh, fuck. That sounds like it would be an article on the Daily Mail. Yeah. Uh, Daily Mail, please don't send us. Um, <laughs> uh, we already got a list. And also, Tertha Shrestha. Shres- I wonder what okay. everyone knows that none of these names are important. <laughs> uh, yeah. But I mean, gotta get them credit where it's due. They didn't find anything. I know, but they this, they discovered other things. Okay. From that research, the conclusion was that the Asiatic black bear, when about two years old, spent a, a lot of time in trees to avoid attacks by larger male ba- bears on the ground. Oh my god, they gotta which, go up. <laughs> which were misclassified as ground bears. So, uh, the younger bears are the tree bears, and the older ones are ground bears. They're the same thing. It's the same bear. They're like, they hold up two photos of, of the same bear, and they're like, what's the difference? You guys have to figure it out. Yeah. What's the difference? And they're like, it's the same photo. What's the difference? Like, <laughs> one's in a tree. <laughs> and one isn't. So that's the tree bear. Yeah. No! <laughs> they're the same. <laughs> they're the same. Uh, so, uh, during this tree period that may last... Uh, sippy that may last two years young bears train their inner claw outward like a thumb allowing an opposable grip the imprint in the snow of a hind paw coming over the front claw that appears to have a halix wow I caught taste of that um, especially when a bear is going slightly uphill so the hind paw print extends the overprint backward and oh. makes a hominid appearing track so not only are yetis not real, they don't have a big dick. It's the bears that have that that um, 
package? Yeah. Uh, so it looks elongated like a human foot, but it has a like a quote unquote thumb, and in that, uh, so because of like that setup, it just looks like the animal's uh, walk is like bipedal. So, everything's disproven. Yeah, what you're saying. It, it's basically all been disproven. <laughs> uh, but the Yeti discovery, in the words of National Geographic magazine editor Bill Garrett, on-site research sweeps away much of the smoke and mirrors and gives us a believable Yeti. Aww. Which is a bird. I actually have more. Yeah. So. Because there's more than one theory. So that's the first theory, which I think is the most plausible. Yeah. Just because it's like, uh, people are stupid and tell tall tales to each other. Because that's just how humans interact. I saw a really big furry thing in the forest. Let's be scared of it. Must be a yeti. We should fix our doors. Yeah. Um, I mean, I still think they're really smart for that door thing. That's clever. Pulling out the pocket. Y'all mind if I wow out right now? (laughs) Uh, in 2003, Japanese researcher and mountaineer Dr. Makoto Nabuka published the results of his 12-year linguistic studies, postulating that the word yeti is a corruption of the word medi, a regional dialect term for bear. Uh, Nabuka <laughs> claims that ethnic Tibetans fear and worship the bear as a supernatural being. Nabuka's claims were subject to almost immediate criticism, and he was accused of linguistic carelessness. Oh my god, that doesn't sound... Dr. Rajkumar Pandey, who has researched both yetis and mountain languages, said, It is not enough to blame tales of the mysterious beast of the Himalayas on on words that rhyme that mean different things. He was absolutely fucking roasted decimated everybody was like fuck you how dare you you go into my home (laughs) with your linguistics (laughs) being incorrect okay but that I still think that's interesting he tried because like he quietly from a corner they rhyme I mean (laughs) it makes sense he quietly from the corner was like Everyone's like, fuck you. <laughs> Sit down. Suck a dick. Yeah. <laughs> Who the fuck do you think you are? Medi Yeti, suck my cock. <laughs> <laughs> um, some speculate that these reported creatures could be present day specimens of the extinct giant ape. Uh, giant, okay. Giantopithecus. Yeah. However, the Yeti is generally described as bipedal, and most scientists believe that Gigantopithecus uh, was thought to have been quadruple, so walking on, like, fours, um, and so massive that unless it involved specifically as a bipedal ape, walking upright would have been even more difficult for the now extinct primate than it is for its extant quadruple relative. The orangutan. And this is a scale of how big they were. I don't like that. Yeah. I don't like... Okay, so Why this... Why give it eyes? 
eyes. Yeah, this, like, picture that I'm showing Luna has, uh, like, a, a scale, and the, uh, fucking monkeys have little dots for eyes. They also gave them hair. It's like a silhouette and then white dots for eyes, but the human doesn't have that, so it just looks terrifying. Yeah, um, literally the hand of the large one is the same size of the torso on the body. It's like the size of a femur. I, um, don't like that. Yeah, so that's, um, another possibility. Big meaty claws. Big meaty claws. Uh, and... Okay, my last paper is just like... That is such a waste of paper. I know, I was Scout has one sentence on the top of this fucking paper. It is not my fault, first of all. You couldn't have done a preview. Okay, I didn't look... I didn't scroll all the way down the page to see what was going on. I do, so that I don't do that. And you call yourself an activist. (laughs) (laughs) I don't believe it when I see it. I, like... I'm gonna... Just draw on the back of all of these, anyways. So good. Make make use out of them. Suck my dick. <laughs> uh, so the last thing is just a question for you: Is the Yeti a result of a massive scientific misidentification and storytelling? Here's what I think. They got me fucked up because. Yeah. Every time you presented something, two minutes later, you're like, but that didn't end up being anything. Yeah. You're like, they found tracks, and I'm like, oh my yeah, god, they cool. were like, like, we found new DNA that's never been found, and they're like, it's, it's just a, it's like a, it's yeah, a it's the a whole goat. story of the Yeti is just a whole ton of disappointment. It's like a huge bummer. It's basically the story of my life. <laughs> yeah. Disappointment, that's misconstruing my is. words, thinking I'm some hairy beast when... You're kind of right, but... Honestly, that gives me respect for, like, uh, naturalists. Because mm-hmm. their their whole thing is, like, learning about why animals do certain things. And I respect that you animals. shared this story, though, because... Let me tell you something. And they go through so many, like, failures before they get to the right thing. Let me tell you something. The reason I respect that you shared this story... I respect you. But let me <laughs> tell you why. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I, I sure would hope so if we're going to do a podcast together. I have, I have no respect for you. Um, <laughs> I like that you shared a story that got proven wrong. Because a lot of times yeah. when these things happen, um, cryptids, paranormal, witches, murder, um, there's not always a... Uh, Murder's not real. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's not always... What I was saying, there's not always a c- complete ending to it. Yeah. There's not that satisfying ending it of being like... tie it up like a little... Yeah, that we're like, we know what happened. Box. With this one, you're like, here's the evidence, and then anthropologists are like, I'm going to wipe my ass with this. Yeah. And it's not real. Yep. So, we've concluded that yetis are goats <laughs> and bears and not real. And I think it also shows the the power of storytelling. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, did you ever um, hit a note while you hiccup? Yo, that was like a whistle tone. <laughs> <laughs> you turned it into a fucking Yeti over Dude, there. Dude, I literally, okay. I don't think 
you have to explain the hiccups. I don't even need to. Got a weird ass diaphragm. That's I'm what's up. I'm fucked up. Um, I guess at this point it happens so often that we ignore it, but I'm sure if people don't know me listening to this and then they hear me hiccup. It's just like, they're like so sudden. They're like, did someone just vomit on themselves? <laughs> did a cat just die? Are they just going to ignore that? Like, I'm sure, especially when you don't see me do it and that sound just comes out when you're listening, I'm sure everyone's just like, is no one going to acknowledge what just happened? <laughs> is no one going to talk about this? Um... So yeah, I have, I, I call them chronic hiccups. I was never diagnosed with something like that. I don't even know if it's a real thing. Oh, diagnosis. Um, I'm going to self-diagnose with hiccups because I think it does make sense and it makes me feel like I'm special and unique and it gives me something to live for, so. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I have these hiccups that are really intense and I can't hold them in. Um, some people can like close their mouth in the hiccup and it's kind of cuter and like, oh, um, me, it's just like, Jesus Christ, please shut the fuck up. Um, and it happens every hour constantly, so it's annoying. I can't stop when we're doing a podcast, but believe me, everyone, every, everything's fine over here. We're all surviving. We're yeah. all chugging along. No one died. Choo-choo. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I just sound like I'm choking. The little level. engine that's trying their best. Yeah. Yeah, I am. So, should we finish up, you can edit this out. Yeah. Future Scout. Should we finish up? Dropping our email again? Yeah. Can we do it? Okay. Um, what is our email? Munchiegools at yahoo.com. So to end this podcast, um, we're going to just give another shout out to our email in case you guys want to send in your thoughts. Uh, I believe on the podcast app, you can always leave a rating and a comment there, but yeah, it's always... That's like what's going to really help us. Yeah. Um, even if you hated it, Please don't be just mean. Just please, please be nice. Please don't be mean. I'm so fragile. Like, I'm just surprised that glass. people even listen to this. I don't. It doesn't matter if they guys, like it or so not. Guys, much to me that you guys give me support. <laughs> I say it sarcastically because I don't know how to be a genuine human being. Um, but, yeah. So nice. Shoot us over an email um, about thoughts on specific episodes. Or uh, if you have a correction for us because we're stupid. Yeah, listen. Y'all can fact check us anytime. Yeah. I, we do not take offense to that. At one point, I did, on every single story we do, go in-depth. I write notes. I even, at times, do citations so that I can refer back to them when I'm talking about it. But when you're stoned, it doesn't always plan out the way in your head. Um, so yeah. if we say something it, wrong... Shit, shit goes vastly awry yeah if we say something wrong it's not because we're not educated i mean it is we're stupid but it's not because we do it on purpose because we don't care it's because we're fucking stoned it's because we're stoned so if you guys have any corrections or comments or stories um that happen to you guys personally or you might want us to check out you can send them over to munchiegools at yahoo.com because google's for bitches (sighs) 